there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Well, hello, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. Uh, Heather, today we're going to get to the grab bag pretty quickly, but I saw a funny uh, meme on the old Instagram Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. It was a picture of toilet paper roll. It was Uh a cartoon and the toilet paper was coming out over the the front, over the top. That's the question. (laughs) Yes, because that is as it should be. Mm -hmm. And it said, beards are cool. And it had a little smiley face drawn on it. (laughs) And then there was another one where it was coming out the back against the wall and it said, mullets are not. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) So I was going to ask you over or under, but yeah. Over. 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 That makes makes sense. Anybody who wants to argue with us, feel free, but you're going to have a hard, hard time. Nobody would. Nobody should. No. It's not correct Mm -mm. the other way. And I will take the toilet paper off and put it the right way. Right. Wherever I am. Right. You should. Yeah. It's, It's the only right way to do it. It's a community service. So, um... I think you saw on my personal social media that I spent the past few days baking cookies. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave them all away. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't make the cookies and eat the cookies. I don't even care about eating the cookies. Like, that right. has nothing to do with it. It's just the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's all about the process, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, for me, I was thinking, what a good thing for us to remember before Christmas. Yeah. Because this this show will go out Friday before Christmas. So mm-hmm. This will go out on the 20th. And what is the one thing that you're doing that's helping you keep perspective? You know, to, to, to kind of, it's not the result. It's the process during this busy season. Is there is there like one good tip that you can give our listeners? That where, where it's the process and not necessarily the end result. Yeah. That is the... Mm-hmm. Um, the reward. Well, this past weekend was the first time that I have felt a shift in energy from preparation to presence. Gotcha. You know, where I we have had a very busy first half of the month, mm-hmm. both my husband and I, with work and um, kids' activities. It's just been a bullet train. And we got to Friday night and we had a a really great time at a friend's house for her ugly sweater party. And then when we got home from that, I just felt this lightness of we don't have anything really planned that that feels like something to build up to. Mm -hmm. And it helped me feel like now I can really just be present. And so one thing that I did was on Saturday, um, my I took my little one, and we went out and just did like our last little bits of Christmas shopping. Mm -hmm. And we went and had lunch together. And we walked around and looked at the lights. And it was just really nice. And we weren't really 
we did accomplish some things. You know, we got some stuff done that needed to get done, but we also just kind of enjoyed the season. I love that. And I think that's our, our good reminder for us to offer up on this Friday for our friends. Use this weekend. Yes, we got to get ready. Yes, the day is five days away. But yeah, the face that Heather just made. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but try to try to enjoy what we're doing. All right, we're going to get into the grab bag today. Um, on Heather's mistletoe showdown episode, <laughs> I never finished my story about getting into my car and pushing the ice out on the college snow day. That's right. And I had mentioned that college snow day was just a big excuse for drinking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want people to think that I was implying that I had driven drunk. Oh, no. Um. But it did make me think that this is... This I didn't get that impression. Good, good, good. But I did. it did make me think that this is the season of overindulgence. Mm-hmm. And I thought today we would go heavy and that we would talk about drunk driving, mm-hmm. drunk living in general, mm. alcohol consumption during the holidays. And um, you just told us on the last episode that you were once hit by a drunk driver. Mm -hmm. So I think you might have some interesting thoughts on this. Um, I want to like lift the veil of the show for a second and let people know that usually when Heather or I are the host, whoever the host is, we have prepared notes. And so right (laughs) in front of me right now, I have prepared notes. I have my computer open. And today I want to really be open and raw and vulnerable about this topic. I think this is a very sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. And I think I also have too much experience with this topic. Um, (laughs) Not, you know, necessarily all the bad things, but, you know, like too much. Um, So basically this concludes any pre-prepared thoughts on this topic. Um, We're going to spitball, you know, and uh, my first question, question I guess the last question I've written down before I close the screen and we just talk about this is have you ever gotten behind the wheel after a few too many Heather I have been behind the wheel and gotten home and thought that was the edge of where I felt comfortable driving. Right. You know, where I, I've i never gotten behind the wheel and started my car and started driving with the thought, I shouldn't be doing this. I haven't done that. But I've gotten home and felt like, you know, that's the edge of where I feel comfortable driving. If, if I had had any more than that, then that would have been an unsafe situation. Mm-hmm. I think that now that I don't put myself in a situation like that anymore, I can really look back and see how probably very many times Mm. I was on that edge. And I like, I was trying to think about it. Um, I was like, how many times did I maybe get in? Like you just said, kind of right at the edge. And I would guess that I probably have done that a couple dozen times in my life. Mm -hmm. And I would guess that half a dozen more times it's lucky that I am alive or that I didn't Mm -hmm. kill someone, you know? Um, Well, and especially when you think about the fact that when you're making that decision, you're in an impaired state. So what you consider to be safe in that 
in that inhibited state mm-hmm. is likely not safe for anybody else. Right. And if you don't have somebody there to pull you out of that situation, right. then you know, you're just not fit to make that decision. Well, and the thing is, you can get into a situation where you have passed the buck to someone else. Mm-hmm. So either you're like, like we we both have discussed previously that we don't like to be the driver. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. um, not being the driver shouldn't give you license no. to just be an asshole, you know, or to be you know, like, like I used to be part of a group of people who we would have a driver, like a, like a hired service mm-hmm. drive around and pick all of us up and take us to our party destination because we knew that nobody was going to be, you know, in a state to right. get us home. And the driver would drive us back, you know, home and around to all the houses at night. And we used that as license to just be total, total jerks, you right. know, like just, just to be obnoxious and oblivious and like, oh, well, I got to, I got to ride home. As uh, if so that's I'm responsible. the only ob- yeah, as if that's obligation the only, that you yeah, have. Exactly. As if getting home and not killing someone right. is the only thing that could go wrong, you know, when you are drinking excessively. Well, plenty of people use Uber for that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, oh, well, we'll just take an Uber and I... I'm glad for that, you know, because it, I don't yes. want I don't want to impair people road on and the you road. Be. Right. But I know that I personally don't like that feeling of not really being in control and giving myself an out, like, oh well, I don't have to drive. That I that's a slippery slope. Right. You know, and we've both discussed how we are pendulum swingers. You know, mm-hmm. we tend to live in extremes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've if I've told you before, but yeah, I've had my own experiences with just extreme living and especially extreme achievement mm-hmm. um, resulting in me hitting the other extreme, which is being hospitalized for exhaustion, right. you know, where I had just run myself into the ground. Mm. And I had a really hard time finding a middle ground between doing everything to an absolute extreme level of what I considered to be my best effort on everything all the time Mm -hmm. and then the total opposite which was not being able to do anything because I had completely depleted myself yeah I mean that's quite that's quite the swing right and I um I had a kind of a reckoning with myself and how I was living and I gave myself one thing that I can be and I'm going to put in air quotes drunk on Mm -hmm. because when you said drunk living I wondered whether you meant actual drunk, like inhibited by alcohol, or drunk in the sense of being completely engrossed in it. And I think it can be either one. I think, I mean, when you're completely engrossed in something and it's impairing you, it's impairing your ability to live right appropriately. I mean, it doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, right. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about alcohol and I wanted to talk about, you know, Really because of this season. Mm-hmm. So um, so like I said, this will come out right before Christmas. And I want people to be mindful as you go to those holiday parties. I want us to be thinking about that. And I hope that today we can be a good reminder that mm-hmm. it is the season of indulgence, but it is not the season of stupidity. It is <laughs> not the season of being a total dick, you know, right. because, it's, because it's holiday. Well, that is something that is on my mind 
um, when it comes to how we depict the holidays and alcohol being a coping mechanism for dealing with family members that we might not get along with or, um, you know, hiding in the pantry and, you know, getting a quick, you know, taking a shot of something so that you can deal with your screaming kids mm-hmm. or, you know, all of the mommy drinking culture things that are, in my opinion, um, a slippery slope for hiding alcoholism. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do cringe when I see overt references to having to be buzzed through the holidays to get through to get through time yeah. with your family and I, I get the joke part you know I get that but I also feel like for every joke there's a part of it that is not a joke right yeah my my dad always said it's only funny if it's true you know <laughs> what I mean and um sometimes you know like I I think that we kind of have so normalized Mm -hmm. this uh mommy needs her wine right culture Mm -hmm. you know that it's detrimental in some ways you know um did you ever watch the show absolutely fabulous only a couple episodes so absolutely fabulous was a british television show which Mm -hmm. we both love british television french and saunders Mm -hmm. oh they're a great comedy duo (laughs) um so I read an article a few years ago about the AbFab effect. Okay. And it was basically saying that children uh, who are coming of age now-ish have watched their mommies and their mommy's friends be drunken, crazy mm. people, you know, doing all, doing all the stuff that the absolutely fabulous ladies did, right? Mm-hmm. And so these children don't view alcohol in the They don't want alcohol in the same way. Um like they they have seen irresponsibility, they right. have seen nonsense, they have mm-hmm. seen you know that they had to be the caretaker in situations like that, and they aren't drinking in the same way um, that their parents were. Mm-hmm. And I think a I don't know if that's necessarily true, but mm-hmm. if it is, I think that it's certainly interesting to think like I don't smoke I watched my parents smoke Mm -hmm. and I watched that not be good for them and Mm -hmm. I decided that was gross you know and so are our kids all watching us drink all watching us swig down our rosé you Mm -hmm. know and saying gross like that that is an uncool thing and I don't like it you know and I hope so then I worry about them taking prescription pills and doing whatever they're going to do instead. You know, like like they're going to find their own vice. You know, their own their own bad thing. You know. Oh but. sure, I I hope that you well. Okay, so earlier we were talking about um, just off air. We were having a conversation about um, going to some of the cool places in town where. It's like a craft brewery with a yard and they've got beanbag toss and they've got ski ball and they've got lounge areas and mm-hmm. turf grass. And um, it's a family environment mm-hmm. where it's also an alcohol establishment. Right. And, you know, I was at Proof this past weekend mm-hmm. and enjoying a beautiful, warm winter day in yes. Florida. Uh-huh. And, you know, playing some air hockey with my son and, but really we're at a bar. We're at a bar Mm -hmm. and seeing people pushing their baby strollers around and and the kids playing, 
gave me a feeling like this is a really nice modeling of responsible. This is alcohol. how we're supposed to show them exactly. To do it. Like yeah. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Nobody's falling down drunk. You know, every this is a completely yes. Technically, it's day drinking. But it was very civilized and responsible. Right. And I felt like this is a really interesting place where we are, where we're bringing our kids to a place where the purpose is to share a beer with mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah, and it's more of a social thing. And I think that's why some other countries have better relationships with alcohol than, so. than we do, because our alcohol culture is a secret culture. It is an excess culture. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, I, I remember... A very gorgeous Italian boy that I was friends with for a while. <laughs> she drifts off wistfully. Oh, give me a moment. <laughs> uh, but I remember one night we were going to have a glass of wine. And he was like, today I teach you to drink like smart Italiano, not stupid Americano. Oh. You know? Not slugging uh, it back. Yeah. And he's like, we, he's like. And he explained to me the system, which is a very good system. I think that America should adopt this system. It was you uh, you drink a glass of wine, you have conversation, you drink a little more wine, you make a love. <laughs> and you then if, if you need to, you drink another glass of wine later. But you, you know, like pretty much like you, you, you eat some food, you know, you, you, you don't. Just sit and do shots, you we, know? You we do it the American way. That. It is a competition. <laughs> it's a contest. I can suck down more in this exactly, tiny body than yes. you can as quickly as possible. And, and I really do, like, I, I like that. So so Heather mentioned proof, and the off-air conversation that we were having earlier was blatantly that we need to get them to sponsor us, mm-hmm. which I'll just go ahead and say, proof, yeah. I hope you're listening, because I said, you know, I don't have a problem. Heather and I only want to seek sponsors who we like their product. We like their Mm -hmm. um, brand. We like their attitude. I don't have a problem representing alcohol, even though I am no longer a drinker of alcohol, because I like the culture of alcohol that they represent. I don't personally post pictures of like, glasses of beer and whatnot anymore I, I just don't do that because i don't like contributing to an alcohol forward or an alcohol as like jesus culture mm-hmm. you know but i don't have any problem with a place like a place like that a place that i can go with my friends with my family that alcohol is just a piece Right. It's not the reason you're there. It's not the reason I'm there at all. Mm -hmm. I'm there socially. And they make that comfortable. Right. They make that like it's not a smoke filled bar, you know, like it's a comfortable environment for children. Like you said, you got Mm -hmm. your strollers in there. You got. And I think that the craft beer movement in general. Yeah. Contributes to this. Um, A friend of mine was telling me that he had gone up to Ology, which is another local um, brew pub that's real, real cool. And. He had gone up there with his kids and he got a beer and they sat around a like a, a wine barrel table mm-hmm. and they played um, Trivial Pursuit or something. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And like those games are there and you can you can do that and you can sit and you can people watch and you can mingle and you can still have your children with you or you can, you know, like and like you said, you're modeling doing this responsibly. Right. And I think that those brands being set up that way. 
it's it's fantastic you know right. like mm-hmm. remember what beer commercials used to be like you know right. people drunk you know jump into a pool you know like whatever like and now it's a more laid back like a setting like that is a more laid back kind of cultural component that i think really matters well i remember seeing something online one time where somebody asked do you drink around your kids and i grew up in a in a you know louisiana and and living around new orleans is a very you know party central persona you know and alcohol has always been part of my environment you know in a, in a responsible way but it was just always present always there and it never occurred to me that i wouldn't that i would hide having alcohol as if it was something shameful mm-hmm. and 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 also don't want my kids to have the perception that this is something that you do in secret right. or that it's something that you're ashamed of um, or that you shouldn't do or is taboo. Somebody just said the other day she was having dinner with her boyfriend's parents who don't drink, and she had basically asked the waitress to hide the fact that she was drinking. So she wanted it to look like a glass of water, mm. um, but it was Tito's and right. you know, soda or whatever. And the person was telling the story like look how clever i am mm-hmm. but i was thinking hmm. own what you're doing yeah. no matter who you're doing it with you know yeah. uh, like i i don't know it, it, to me that's a i don't know it's weird well you know you mentioned the season of excess and you know the holidays being a time when we kind of you know loosen the the strings and and live a little bit more indulgently and I noticed this past weekend that the little voice in my head was kind of egging me on to do things in more excess because it's the holidays. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you can have another helping or, yo, you can have this. Oh, you can do this. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I reminded that voice that I can live in excess any day of the year, if right. I choose to, mm-hmm. you know, I can do whatever I want for the most part. You're an adult. I'm an adult. I can eat whatever I want. I can drink whatever I want. I can do whatever I want for the most part, mm-hmm. any day of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing about December that puts limitations on how indulgently or spartanly you can live your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that I see that a lot with my clients that when we remove the limitation on indulging yourself, it suddenly becomes a lot less urgent. Right. And you don't feel that pressure to hurry up and get in all of your bad behavior before the clock strikes midnight. See, and I think for me, when I used to drink in excess, it was a way well, it was a way to shut my mind off for one thing, but it was also a way to escape some of the things that um, like or for things to seem okay that were not normally okay in my life, like mm-hmm. like uh, the driving thing. So I'd be like, oh, I'm going to drink tonight, so now I won't have to drive the car because mm. I'm so averse to driving. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like getting drunk right. was good help to not, not – well, I, I won't be the driver. Like no, one, no one's going to ask me to drive. When I stopped drinking – I had to be very clear with friends right away that <laughs> this does not make me your DD. Right. This does not make you have the now excuse right. to mm-hmm. be, you know, totally trashed because you think I will get you home. You know, right. like I will get you home, like if, if I must, but I need you to be responsible for yourself. And right. I like 
being part of the drunk crowd means you don't have to manage the d- drunk crowd, you know? And mm-hmm. when you are not part of the drunk crowd, then you feel a different responsibility. Like you You're can the babysitter. See things, yeah. Like, and sometimes I've seen some of my friends that I'm like, wow, you were the one who would get me home and look at you. Like, I, how did we do it? How did we survive? <laughs> how are we alive? You know I mean? Like, how are we alive? How did we do this? You know, so it would be a, like, it would be a good, you know, if, if, if you're drunk, then you don't have to be the one who, you know, mm-hmm. who takes care of things. And I don't know, that, that, like, I just had to set a lot of my own boundaries and I had to figure out what those were, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, I had to figure out, like, I'd be like, well, I'm drinking a lot so I can sing karaoke and I can do whatever. And you know what? I, when, I, when I figured out, you can do all these things mm-hmm. and you aren't afraid. Like I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a reserved personality. You know, like when I figured out, you can still do all the fun parts of things that you only allow yourself in this uninhibited state. You can do those things sure. stone cold sober and have more fun with it and remember that you did it mm-hmm. and actually be a part of it. You know, like when I let go of is everyone else looking at me? Is everybody else judging me? Like, cause when you're drunk, you don't care if anybody's looking at you or judging you. Right. But when I can let go of that sober, mm-hmm. like my quality of life is just completely different. You know, I can still do those things and not everybody else drunk anyways they aren't going to remember that i sang karaoke right but i am you know and that's pretty neat it's a much more fun experience to be able to live in that state of liberation and i kind of think of it as like a childlike yes euphoria of life Mm -hmm. and and have that be really you and just own it and and enjoy it yeah I, i mean like it's crazy to me to think about the things that I used to like be afraid to do not drunk like that now like like I don't know I just yeah I, know I exactly never want to be drunk mean. again I just I never ever want to be drunk like it has zero appeal for yeah. me I never want to be hung over again oh god yeah that that's too. the worst yeah no thanks yeah I mean that's that and that worst. really does factor in to how I kind of moderate because I have a low tolerance for alcohol. It really sneaks up on me Mm -hmm. quickly. And I, my, my brother works in the wine industry. Mm -hmm. And so he always has, you know, delicious wine and it's really good wine. And I know that I have to really pace myself because I'll be three sheets to the wind mm-hmm. after, you know, two glasses of wine. And I know that about myself. And so I I try to just kind of know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, as it happens, the older you get, the harder it is to recover from having alcohol in your system. And I just really hate feeling bad. Yeah. I want to feel my best all the time and the times that i've realized the next day oh my gosh i'm like this is residual from having wine it makes it not worth it my my dad used to drink a couple beers in the evenings and one day he just quit 
just just like I did a couple years ago or mm-hmm. a year, I guess, just over a year ago. Um, and it's so funny because I never thought that I would quit. Like I never thought I would be like my dad and that I, like that there was just an off switch and mm-hmm. it would just shut off. I always thought that I would drink at least, you know, right. some or whatever. But um, my dad used to say that, you know, he got to a point where even, you know, one beer, he would feel bad the next day. And I remember he used to always say, I like me better than that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I still take that to heart. Like mm-hmm. I like me better than that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, in all avenues of it. I like feeling good. I like remembering what I did today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lay on my couch all day Sunday and debrief mm-hmm. with the people who were there and try to figure out what happened and feel like garbage. I, right. You know, I don't want to do that. And so I guess what I want to say to our listeners today is have fun, do your thing, but don't feel like you have to overindulge. Don't feel like that's the only way to be social or that's the only way to have a holiday or whatever. Um, be smart, be responsible. Definitely mm-hmm. don't get in your car. Um, oh, you know, gosh. think about those moments in your past where you have felt like that was potentially dangerous and keep that top of mind and don't, don't put yourself and your children and the public right <laughs> in a situation like that. And, you know, I think that it's, also an encouragement to remember that you can be silly and uninhibited and and you know just kind of live loosely with your concerns of how people feel about you without without a mask on yeah yeah and you You can can do it as you you can do it so do it this holiday go spend your christmas being you be silly and we love you merry christmas merry christmas Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.